Welcome. My name is Nikki Jones-Stockreef, and I am the host of For the Love of Horses. In this podcast series, conversations with Daphne Hagmans will be shared on topics of horsemanship and a system of compassionate dressage training. I am an adult amateur and have been riding recreationally most of my life. In the last few years, I've been riding in the discipline of dressage with my Clydesdale thoroughbred cross-gelding Winston. My friend Daphne is an FEI rider and trainer and certified High Performance One coach with over 40 years of experience. We hope you are inspired to become a better rider and trainer for your horse. Each episode will cover a topic relevant to the sport of dressage and will end with a take-home message, quote, or reading recommendation. We also discuss strategies to improve your riding success between rides. Hi, Daphne. Hey, Nikki. How are you today? Pretty good. Glad we're getting some rain finally. I know. It's humid, but uh, now we get some heat with this tomorrow. It'll be really sticky, but we need some rain. Yeah, we need the footing to be nicer and the plants to be happy. And the pollen to get washed away. Oh my gosh. Every day I've got to take something for that pollen. It's terrible. <laughs> Allergies. So what are we talking about today? I thought we'd take a look at um, turn on the forehand and leg yield. I think these can be um, grouped together a little bit or consider them together. Uh, maybe you're uh, riding the turn on the forehand uh, first or you're riding some leg yield and I think they're exercises that can be used in combination to um, to help you and your horse yeah definitely I mean they've been such useful tools for me um, and I think a lot of people would benefit from riding them well yeah turn on the forehand's an interesting exercise I do use it a lot in teaching horses and riders and coming back to it even in more advanced levels um, it is not in our, in our dressage test anymore. It used to be in the test, and I believe some countries still have it in the test. Um, so I think we have to think about exercises that aren't in the test, um, but that are good exercises for training. The tests have become shorter, and some things have been um, left out. They come back every now and then. And turn on the forehand is one of those exercises that's not in the test, but is a tremendous um, a training tool and it's really going to help your leg yield which does occur in our tests in first level yeah not just leg yield though it it helps with stopping it helps with inside outside balance it helps with keeping the horse in that box that mm -hmm. kind of four corners four walls box that you're creating for him so it's useful for for lots of things so should we describe to our listeners a turn on the forehand in case some people um, haven't, haven't ridden a turn on the forehand, um, are riding current dressage tests that don't have it. So in the turn on the forehand, the horse, um, it starts and finishes with a halt. So the horse would come to a halt and um, the hind legs move around the front legs. So the front feet uh, would go up and down, but they mark the spot um, on the track or in the arena where they are and the hind legs make a circle or a half circle around the front legs. So it's called a turn on the forehand. It does not put the horse on the forehand. Um, so it's a bit of an unfortunate turn, uh, term to use. But the, um, the movement is that the hind legs move around the front leg, as opposed to a turn on the haunches or a pirouette where the front end moves around the hind leg. So it's generally easier to move the horse's hind legs. So the turn on the forehand is something that's taught before turn on the haunches. For sure. 
And what about bend and flexion? Is that involved at all in turn on the forehand? Yeah, so uh, turn on the forehand has flexion only. It's a very subtle flexion away from the direction of travel. So if you're going to put your right leg on and the horse's hindquarters move to your left, the horse would be slightly flexed to the right. There is no bend. Um, so if we go back to our weight and seat and rotational aids, our seat and uh, shoulders are square to the horse. We're not bending the horse in this, so we're sitting square and even on both seat bones, level in our shoulders. The leg that is turning the horse, that is moving the horse away from, is slightly behind the girth position, and that's gonna send the hindquarters around. And the hind legs are gonna cross over, depending on how flexible your horse is, how balanced your horse is. If he's green and very new to this, he won't wanna cross his legs, that's okay. They just start to yield from the leg sideways, and uh, eventually as they become uh, more balanced and uh, more stretched in their hip flexors are going to be able to cross that hind leg in front of and over the opposite hind leg. Right, and your weight aid is telling him not to go forward. Not to go forward, not to go backwards. And I think this is why it's a great exercise for coordination of both horse and rider because it really makes the rider think and control the front and the back and the left and the right of their horse, all four corners. Because the mm -hmm. horse says, every option here he could step forward he could step backwards he could step to the right he could step to the left so i think it's the first exercise of really feeling that you're riding all four sides of your horse mm -hmm. for sure and doing it away from a wall is even trickier in the middle of the arena or something yes because yeah. you haven't got the wall for reference and the wall helping you but of course starting anytime we start anything using the wall is fine it's just knowing that the horse is is using the wall or the rider's using the wall so that eventually we wean ourselves off of that. But for explanation and clarification, it's no problem to do something along the wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really like that exercise and I try to do it fairly early on in my ride, like while I'm warming up and getting the horse on my aids. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's one of my favorites. So the, it, and, and why it works nicely for you with, with your horse right now is it also gets the, um, and this works for a lot of people, is it, it teaches the horse or makes the rider aware of the hind legs moving more than the front legs. In this case, the front legs not moving at all. The hind legs move around. So that when you try to engage your horse and you try to close Winston up and you say half halt and close up your hind legs and move your hind legs and you control the front end, he and you already have an idea of the hind legs becoming more active than the front legs. Right. So it brings the attention of the horse and rider to focus more on the hind legs moving. Okay. Super. And you mentioned that it helps with the inside to outside connection. So often if we're doing a circle and we're, we're thinking inside to outside or it's not working or we don't feel it at all or a horse doesn't feel it at all, to stop and do a turn on the forehand uh, with the same inside leg to that outside rein um, helps a rider and horse reinstall that not only inside leg moving away from the inside leg but the control on the outside shoulder. And often I find it's the control on the outside that's more the problem in the inside to outside mm -hmm. connection because your horse will move away from the pressure. But often I'll say, you know, you're, you're using inside to outside, but you're riding inside into nothingness. There is no containment on the outside. Right. And I'll say, hey, if that was a turn on the forehand, what would you do with the outside shoulder? And immediately the rider closes that shoulder and takes control. So. Once they've learned turn on the forehand, I just have to mention it, or what would you do if that was turn on the forehand? The outside management of the outside shoulder 
just comes back to them again. Right. Yeah. Uh, we used earlier in one of our podcasts the example of riding good corners, how to use the turn around or turn on the forehand exercise before corner. Um, mm -hmm. And you remember that one. I think yeah. you were just saying recently how you don't even do that anymore coming into a corner. That, that job's mm -hmm. been done. And yeah. if you maybe wanted to improve a corner or say, hey, could I take it to the next level? Maybe you would do one or two turn on the forehands before the corner. But now just the mm -hmm. thought of that, or maybe you don't even think about it yeah. anymore. The outside rain just comes into effect before the corner. You sort of think, yeah. or don't think, what if I were to turn around? It's automatic now, but you probably did two or three hundred of those <laughs> to make it now automatic. I wouldn't want to count, but yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, it's just checking in with the outside rain now before a corner, and Winston's like, yep. Yeah. Right, so your turn on the forehand has improved your outside rain. So that could be reason enough just to, to turn on the forehand to get a better feel for the outside rain for horse and rider. I really think this helps mm -hmm. both. Um, so then leg yield. Um, I often have a teach the turn on the forehand first and then leg yield. You know, we try and relate all the exercises, how they kind of blend together. And the leg yield is kind of a turn on the forehand on the move. The forehand is moving a little bit now, but it's not out of control. So uh, the horse will move. I teach it first down the wall, along the wall, leg yield head to the wall, it's called. So the front feet will stay on the track. The flexion will be slightly away from the direction of travel. So you think like you're taking one step in to turn on the forehand and you carry on that, um, that position down the wall, approximately 35 degrees to the wall. You don't have to don't think mm. about that exactly, but the point is don't make it too Not steep, too much. Yeah. yeah. And um, any amount the horse yields from the leg to start with is leg yielding. So now we are allowing the shoulders to move along, but not too much that they fall off of the track, that the horse starts to bend or twist through the outside shoulder. So it's management of the outside shoulder. Again, it's improving the inside to outside connection. You're riding the front, the back, the left, and the right because the horse may leave that line, fall too much to the left, step backwards, try to step through the wall. So teaching it along the wall, again, is gonna help give you that reference point of really holding the line, the front feet staying on the line. Mm -hmm. Again, no bend in this, the same as the turn on the forehand. There's slight flexion, but no bend. <coughs> Excuse me. So we're sitting square to the horse, no rotational twist, even on both seat bones. Uh, the leg that's uh, yielding the horse is slightly behind the girth position again. So really the same aids mm -hmm. as the turn on the forehand. So it's not a big step up to do a, a leg yield after learning a nice turn on the forehand. Mm -hmm. And weight aids, what would they be saying? Uh, in your seat, it would be even on both sides because we're not putting a bend into this. And stirrup weight aids uh, could be a little bit on the outside stirrup to create the horse to step under the weight of the stirrup. Uh, but being careful with this so they don't take too much angle or it starts to shift your seat. So, so it's going to be fairly equal. When you say outside, we have to know where the wall is. Mm -hmm. So the wall, if you are tracking left down the wall, the wall would be on your left because you're flexed a little right, bit. Right, so the, the kickboards right. are on your right mm -hmm. and you're flexed a little bit to your right, then your outside stirrup is your left stirrup. Left. Yes, so it's not in sync with the kickboards then. The kickboards are not always our outside, so we think of our outside as away from our flexion. Right. Good. Just wanted to clarify.
clarify that. Yep. <laughs> so doing it along the wall, like you said, then it does switch. Um, we can do it from the center line once we have a good feel for our leg yield along the wall. And again, we really want to watch that line of travel. So we're, we're usually much more strict when we're doing it along the kickboards to really keep our horse's front feet on the track. So when we do it from another position, which would be center line to the wall, a long line, maybe from the center line from D all the way over to H on the far side, a nice long line, like it's like a diagonal line. We're gonna imagine that line and the front feet are staying on that line the whole time. And again, the flexion would be a little bit to the right and our right leg slightly behind the girth will move the horse sideways. Maybe a little bit of left stirrup weight if the horse is not willingly stepping over, then the left stirrup weight would get him to step under the weight of that. But your seat bone's square, your, your shoulders are straight ahead towards the short side of the arena. And the horse is stepping forward and sideways, not just sideways. So there is crossing of the legs, but I always use the image of the hind legs stepping up the arena towards the short side of the arena right. and not just sideways. Yeah. Forward and then sideways. That's right. That's right. And that is by definition, um, the leg yield is a forward and sideways movement. And in the definition, it also says that the leg yield is more or less parallel to the long wall. If there's a tendency, the shoulders should be slightly in the lead. What you don't want to have is the quarters leading. So air on the side of the forehand slightly in the lead. If the quarters get in the lead, it's really awkward for the horse because it's like he's trying to walk or trot backwards into the line and you'll feel it it just feels very awkward and you think your horse is struggling and yet if you move the shoulders a little bit more into the line it smooths it right out I, th I think that's a real aha moment where you're like oh okay I just made it a little easier for my horse there mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. keep the flow right and you often talk about the line the movement the quality and with um, leg yield it's really important to get the line a lot with everything the line first then the quality of the gait whether you're walking or trotting in this if you need to add your half halts to get a better gait a better self-carriage and then and then the movement then the movement's going to be easier when you have the correct line of travel and the, uh, your best walker trot that you're doing and then you add the leg yield to that as much or as little leg yield um, that you want to add to that line okay it's also written uh, we just mentioned along the wall called leg yield head to the wall we um, mentioned the center line to the wall, a long diagonal line, and it's also written in the reverse from the uh, wall back to the center line. That's a nice one too for horses that tend to cling a little bit to the, to the kickboards of the arena, because as you come around the corner, you're gonna ask them to move away from their beloved kickboards that they're hanging on to. So mm -hmm. it's a good training exercise in obedience and self-carriage. The one uh, center line to wall is a little easier to teach and often taught with um, green horses, even from the quarter line to the wall where it's not a very steep angle because they want to go to the wall. So there's already that tendency for them to want to move over there. So as soon as you feel that your horse has kind of got the idea of how to move forward and sideways and move away from your yielding leg and to, um, um, to, tr to walk or trot a little bit towards the wall, once you feel them starting to feel that magnetism of the wall pulling him, start to do it the opposite from the wall away and towards the center line. It becomes a good obedience exercise then. Mm, for sure. Cool. And you can also ride it um, in combinations. You can be creative with this and have, um, we mentioned this one in a previous podcast, 
of um, combining leg yield and then bringing it in the walk, leg yield, and then turning it into a turn on the forehand without stopping and then carrying on in the leg yield again. It gives a good um, control on the outside shoulder where the turn on the forehand is completely managing the shoulder to stay on the spot and then allowing it a little bit into the leg yield. You get that finesse of playing with how much the shoulders are allowed to move relative to the hind legs. Yep. Um, you can also combine it. Those are all exercises with no bending. You can combine it with bending exercises. So do a leg yield into a small circle, back into a leg yield. You're going to have to go from um, sitting straight, level, into a rotational twist with a bend, and back into straightness. Mm -hmm. And those are transitions for your horse, to go from a bending exercise to a straight exercise. Right. Nice little rain shower we're yeah. getting there. <laughs> and we're sitting in the arena here, so it always sounds louder than, uh, than outside. Yeah. But I think we're just fitting this in between, between little bursts of rain. Yeah. Good. Okay, lots of combinations that you can do there. Yeah, be creative and just think, you know, don't make it complicated that it, your horse is, um, thinks you're surprising him with something. Um, it can become a little more challenging to do something like leg yield away from your left leg, which would have a left flexion. And then instead of turning in a circle left, turn in a circle right. So you're changing the flexion and the bend in that case, um, mm -hmm. going back and forth. So, uh, creating more suppleness and flexibility in your horse and balance right. and thinking for you. Lots of thinking involved in dressage, that's for sure. It's not just a physical sport. But turn on the forehand will become your friend again and a really useful tool that um, we, we're just talking about it in starting to put together um, our test riding skills that every now and then when you lose your horse, do your turn on the forehand, get back on something that's familiar again. Okay, well maybe we better end before I this. I think the rain is chasing us out. <laughs> yeah. Okay.